everyone to episode 38 of Heidi and Huria's dissertation on Turkish pop culture. This week we are very excited and humbled to have Ali Özbatur as our guest. Now Ali is a psychologist who has been working in the media industry for the past five years. Uh, his official title is psychologist and creative producer, and his day-to-day consists of advising businesses on creative uh, management of projects and filmmaking. We had an absolute amazing time talking with Ali, and we hope you also enjoy this episode as well. Uh, welcome, Ali, to our podcast. Uh, where are you joining us from today? I'm right now joining from Erzincan, uh, which is on um, southern, no, yeah, eastern part of Turkey. I've never been to Erzincan myself. Um, Nobody. No. Been to Nobody. Erzincan'ın nesi meşhur? They're famous for their döner. Döner? For some reason. And the cold. It's like... During the night, it goes down to minus 30 degrees Celsius. So. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's it's quite cold. It's very wow. cold. That is very cold. Um, so, Ali, we um, gave yeah. a short bio at the start of the podcast about you, but I am going to ask you to um, tell us about you and what, and what you do um, and where were you born and and all that sort of stuff. So do you mind just telling our listeners about yourself? So I was born in Istanbul uh, to a family of filmmakers. And um, when I was somewhere around 10, they like put me into some like film sets, commercial sets and that kind of stuff. And like I started to do random stuff such as bringing tea or coffee to like <laughs> the director something like that and after a point i thought that i was going to be a filmmaker and uh, i was going to be a producer and on high school like i studied at uh, italian high school in istanbul so during my high school years my passion for filmmaking turned into um, like I tried my best to get in, into the industry and when I got into it, it didn't felt right. Mm-hmm. Something didn't like, I, I, I didn't like that industry that much. So because it was less about glamour and artistry and more about like, uh, money and networking and that kind of paperwork Mm. and that kind of stuff so um and something within me like unlocked while i was in high school i uh, i worked in uh i worked as a counselor in summer camps so uh during those years um i felt like i was quite good in communicating with people and about their problems so I've decided to study psychology and right after the high school, I 
studied psychology. I worked in the film industry as well as a, as a festival organizer. Uh, there was an international short film festival that we used to uh, facilitate back in Istanbul. It was called Cut It Short or Kısakes in Turkish. The, uh, the festival was... The main goal of the festival was to like not to get into a university via the uh, classical e- e- educationary systems like exams mm-hmm. and stuff, okay. but with your filmmaking skill and how you can like um, show your passion to making a short movie, and like the winner would get into a uh, highly highly uh, respected university. Back in the day, um, so at that point, like after I graduated from psychology, I worked as a psychologist in a company while I was also working as an editor in another company. Uh, I kind of lived like a double life. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, oops, Tuesdays and Thursdays were my uh psychology days uh, i lived as a psychologist and the rest of the week i was a filmmaker uh, especially that that time i was a video editor so what happened after that there was a blank period um but just before the pandemic, uh, what happened was I've uh, pivoted towards, uh, I re-pivoted towards being a producer yet again. But I didn't enjoy it that much because when, like, filmmaking is an in- incredible art form because uh, so many, like, crews, people have to work for making a even a short film, like 10 minute long film. And like when you watch it, uh, you can appreciate the direction. You can appreciate the, uh, camera crew, uh, the director of photography. You can appreciate the actor, actresses. You can appreciate the props and the makeup and like the whole editing and everything. But you cannot understand how the production team put everything in together. Mm-hmm. You won't see that. So. I was fine until some point that I was the like hidden hero of the projects, but at some point something clicked and I was like, you know, uh, I want more attention. <laughs> so, um, especially during my last short film, um, one of my assistants had a car crash and it was quite hard on all of us. Like, was he all right? Uh, how about the budget can like fix the car and everything there was any problems and stuff so that stress uh, didn't come with enough recognition for me to be comfortable with it so I became a creative in in an agency Uh, I was the creative project lead uh, in there and like I've done few commercials uh, and few internal projects for Red Bull. Then I moved to Fashion Week Istanbul. I directed it. Then, um, for the last four years, I have been a creative producer, which 
um, takes a project from its ideation and like delivers it into the screen or to real life. Uh, it could be for a furniture or it could be for a video project or even a festival. So for a few years, I've been working as a full-time creative producer and uh, I've been more... Uh, I've been less about practicing psychology and more about educating myself. So, because I thought that I have a long life, so I can um, practice it when I get a little bit experienced with life or older. <laughs> But uh, all in all, together, people consider me as a multidisciplinary man. But but um, it is just about a balancing act, like. Uh, the calmness and stillness and mindfulness of psychology helps me cope with the stress and the creative chaos of the, uh, other stuff. So, um, and as, as a person, people think that I'm skilled in like organization and stuff, but I'm actually skilled in translating my skill set from a project to another. So. Being a creative can translate into a be being a director or being a good organizer can translate into a be being a producer. The title changes and uh, how we, the workflow changes, but what we do is the same. Mm. So that's my skill. And I hope you, that, that, that was a very, very good. Thank you so much for that. Um, and if like, let's say, I'm a person that's looking to be a creative director in in Turkey and I'm listening to this podcast. What sort of, um, I suppose, hints or advice would you give someone uh, that's starting off in the industry no. or in any of the creative industries um, yeah. in Turkey? What can they do to sort of get ahead of everyone because it is a very competitive field? Um, force yourself into the life. Like when you, uh, what I observe the most is, and this is this was like given to me by my mother a few years ago. <laughs> She said that be bold to put yourself into the uh, spotlight because, um, when you do a podcast or if you're a creative person, whichever, like in whichever, I don't know, skill set or area that you're working in, um, make sure that you are visible. Being visible doesn't mean that you have to be million followers. It it means that you are constantly uh, producing something and giving it to the public in a, some sort of way. This could be blogs, this could be YouTube videos, this could be a podcast, this could be an Instagram post, something. But make sure that people can see it. Uh, most of the creative people that I met with are don't know how to present themselves. And they're generally misunderstood or... Küçük uh, görmek... <laughs> Um, they um, are not appreciated or yeah they're not appreciated yeah. properly so um, yeah they, and they people creative people generally all underestimate themselves so much 
Mm. You have to be like, you have to some, in order to be successful, you have to have a little bit of ego to like yeah. present yourself. Yeah, it's, um, I was watching, uh, many years ago, I was watching the, the pumping iron documentary of Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> right? And then he's like, he says exactly that. He goes, I have to have this ego in order to actually win and succeed and adopt this persona to display that. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to get to where I want to get to. So I suppose it's sim- sort of similar to what you're saying, like have that confidence in yourself to be able yeah. to present yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to stand out from the crowd or do anything. Yeah. Because when you think about everybody's artistic and everybody's creative and very skillful, but like few of them are in the like scene. Mm-hmm. Why? The, the main question is why? Because they know how to present themselves or they, they know at least how to be like confident about it. Mm-hmm. So just publish it somehow. We have the like whole internet. Use TikToks, use Facebook. Don't use Facebook. But like- <laughs> <laughs> it's a dying phone. <laughs> Who yeah. uses Facebook? <laughs> yeah, but like use them, like, and uh, make sure that your works are publicly visible. Uh, people can like, um, coincidentally get in touch with your artwork. This artwork is, this artwork is not just, uh like paintings and stuff this could be again as mentioned podcast or something else. i i'm gonna put them on silence so yeah uh, okay uh heidi you were gonna ask something i think uh oh, we already kind of discussed it so i might just ask another question instead uh you you spoke about falling, I guess, in and out of love with filmmaking. Uh, what are some of um, the aspects of filmmaking that still, I guess, inspire you um, in your oh. work today that you've kind of kept with you? Okay. Okay. Uh, my filmmaking journey has, like, evolved through the last, like, eight years. Uh, I was more about like art house. Let me make a movie and like only 15 people can watch it <laughs> and have an artistic idea about it. But like, um, yeah, it was private. It, in my consideration, my filmmaking like outlook was, uh, privacy and having a niche idea about something quite niche that only like, as mentioned, 17 people can understand it. But right now I'm more about, um, no, a few years ago, it evolved into something that, uh, I want to make something that could be appreciated by like thousands or even millions of people. And I kind of accomplished that in a project. Um, it was a, it was a network series for Exan, a Turkish online streaming platform. But, um, after that, right now, I'm actually writing a short film and it's about projecting an emotion for the, uh, viewer. Right now, I'm more focused Mm -hmm. about the emotions because when we think about it, the whole, 
uh, whole journey for me about few emotions. Like eight years ago, it was about my private concern about something. It was about my emotions. Mm-hmm. Right, a few years ago, it was about people's publics, the general viewers' emotions, and right now it's about how I can project an emotion that I want to see uh, in the public. So right now we are writing a, uh, with my partner, we are writing a short film about happiness because uh, the main point of the film, it's going to be like two minutes or or something like that. It's just focused about after you've, we just want you to like, after watching it, you have i want you to have a smile that's all. that's what we're working on that's why we want to project because uh when i watch a film especially in like the cinemas i get excited about emotions a few few weeks ago i watched the second avatar movie and like there was a have you guys seen it? I don't know. It's going to be a, a little not. bit of spoiler. Oh, I, have I have not, but um, we'll put a spoiler alert. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, in the movie, they have a like 30 minute long whale hunting scene. And like, I felt bad. Mm-hmm. I felt like I felt an excruciating pain. And after the film ended, it stuck with me for a while. And that's what I think the filmmaking is for me. Mm. Like some sort of emotion that you can project to your viewers. Especially maybe the art is like all about this, but I just uh, discovered it for myself. So think about it. So thank um, you. Who who is your all time favorite Turkish film director? <laughs> Question. If you could, all right. Let's <laughs> let's just reframe the question. If you could take hmm. three films on a deserted island, what would they be? But they have to be <laughs> Turkish films. They have to be. They Turkish have to films. be Turkish films. The Turkish deserted island. <laughs> yeah, it's a Turkish deserted island. They don't accept any other film. I have to think about it. Hmm. Definitely, Bir Zamanlar Anadolu'da, Once Upon a Time in Anatolia. Mm. Uh, that film unlocked something in my brain about filmmaking. Uh, I watched that at the Melbourne International Film Festival. It was quite incredible. Oh, really? Mm. Yes. Tough question. Right, you keep thinking about it. Maybe you can give it to us. Give it. Give it. Tell us later on, and we'll post it on our um, Instagram. And just sure. mindful that uh, we're probably going to run out of time. Um, do okay. you have any further questions, Heidi, that you want to ask? I've got lots, but uh, I can refrain. <laughs> do you we have can any do a part two? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you, you go. Uh, I was just going to say, um, in terms of uh, psychology, um, I know, yeah, it's it's obviously very important and I think um, we need psychology from, you know, a very young age and we need to talk about um, feelings and thoughts and how, how do you see what's 
uh, I guess, the psychology environment like in Turkey from your perspective? <laughs> uh, we don't have a mental uh, mental health law right now. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you get some sort of formation, if you go ahead and, like, get some sort of a counseling license, you can open a counseling company and act like a psychologist. It's dangerous. So Turkey is kind of, yeah. Some like NGOs and firms are trying to get some uh, try to like make sure that have we have some proper like mental health law uh, but for like the last 10 years nothing has changed so yeah mm-hmm. um, most of my friends who we have studied together during the graduate program uh, they worked as psychologists and left the field and because of the uh, marsh, what was the marsh? Pay, payments? Uh, salary. Yeah, pay. yeah. Salary. salary, yes. Salary. Because of the salary. Because what happened was, like, in order to, uh, in order to, like, train a psychologist, proper, like, clinical psychologist, it took somewhere around seven years. Uh, you have to like that those five years in like school getting getting like schooled and like learning the whole of the techniques and stuff, and the other two is practicing it with the supervision uh, then uh what what then you have to like get other courses like uh cognitive education and the other other things that you want to like get involved with and training a psychologist in Turkey like takes sometime around like eight years and without to like school fees you have to pay an extra of like almost ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars US dollars so it is quite expensive mm-hmm. it takes a long time and after all of that, you have to like start with your job as a general psychologist uh, with the minimum wage. So, mm. and it's a very like stressful and in a way harmful job. So, uh, they left the field. That's the main issue. And somewhere, someone who's like, on their t- mid thirties, can get a, a consultancy course or NLP course and act as a psychologist. Wow. They they say that Danishman, oh uh, which is a so that's yeah. that's really scary. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what to say. That's uh, I don't want to talk about Turkish psychologists. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. the question. <laughs> No, no, no. But uh, so my plan is right now uh, earning money through my 
creative stuff mm-hmm. uh, and trying to get better at psychology yeah. at all costs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it one day mm-hmm. and I'm getting prepared for it, but this is a marathon, not a like short sprint. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. Well, thank you so much, Ali, that this has been amazing. Um, we hope to see you in, in Australia and Melbourne one time and maybe <laughs> we could interview you in person. Um, yeah, definitely. You should come to see some of our fest- film festivals. We've got really good ones. Just did you, Do you guys have coming in the next, like, six months or something like that? We do. The... Well, the Melbourne International Film Festival is in August, isn't it, Heidi? Yeah. Oh, maybe I can... Yeah, yeah. come along. Is, is, is it like in August, is it winter over there or mm. summer? It's it's autumn. winter, but... Is it autumn? Our winter isn't that <laughs> bad. It's not like... Winter. No, we don't, get minus, we don't get like Erzincan <laughs> or wherever you are. We don't get the minuses <laughs> like you do. <laughs> so... Bekleriz, gel, buyur, biraz çayımızı, kahvemizi iç. Uh, <laughs> but we won't take up more of your time. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for thank coming on our show. You. And, um, yeah, I'll reach out to you on Instagram to talk about the logistics of it. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, until... Next week, we'll just say, Gurushiris. Gurushiris. Gurushiris.